I would personally like to thank District 31 Toastmasters for sponsoring our podcast, as District 31 is my home district. District 31 helps Toastmasters clubs in Eastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island become where leaders are made. Learn how District 31 Toastmasters can help you become a more powerful speaker and impactful leader by visiting district31.org slash Talking Toastmasters. Welcome to Talking Toastmasters with Angela Nuss. Talking Toastmasters is a podcast all about Toastmasters members and how Toastmasters impacts their lives. You can find the Talking Toastmasters podcast at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This show is hosted and produced by Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. Welcome to Talking Toastmasters with Angela Nuss. Welcome Blanca Rodriguez to my podcast. Welcome Blanca. Thank you. Hi Angela. How are you? Finally, we're here together. <laughs> Yay, I'm so excited to meet a newer Toastmaster from Florida, my favorite state in the union. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tied up before we started recording. I wanted to get your uh-huh. reaction on camera. Um, so yeah, I want to make you comfortable and uh, make sure you feel comfortable and at ease as we talk about your Toastmasters journey, the very short journey you've been on with us thus far. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So excited to be here and I cannot wait to share it. <laughs> awesome, well, we're gonna start at the very beginning. How did you hear of Toastmasters and then what brought you to Toastmasters? They might be the same thing. I heard from Toastmasters for the first time from a mentor of mine and a very good friend. Uh, He does uh, um, many podcasts and he does lives on Facebook. And he always have raved about how much Toastmasters change his life and help him through his career of being a life coach and being multimillionaire, actually, this young man is. And he was always raving about Toastmasters and recommending it. It's like, if you want to enhance your career in speaking and uh, getting more knowledge and uh, getting more open and letting go of that shyness, definitely Toastmasters is the best way to go. And he was absolutely right. I uh, It took me almost a year to join Toastmasters, finally. I became a book co-author hardly eight months ago. And little did I know when I published my co-authorship, what that was that speaking about my book is included. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to myself, well, I get, I need to get my stuff in gear and join a very special platform that is highly recommended, that is worldwide uh, recognized, and it's a great platform. And Toastmaster is was. I felt definitely intimidated because I have never done any speaking engagements before, but I wanted to learn from the best. And definitely Toastmasters 
is the best. So I'm very grateful to be part of this. And even though my journey is, you know, since June, I feel like I'm learning a whole bunch. And that makes me really, really happy. I'm very excited. That's great. Well, let's talk about attending your first meeting and the process to join from when, from that first meeting to when you joined. Tell us a little bit about how that felt walking into the room or entering the virtual room. <laughs> well, um, I, when I walked into the room, it was, you know, we are doing meetings, uh, physical meetings, well, hybrid. We do, we're doing hybrid meetings. And then when I walk into the room, I was invited, of course, with from this lovely lady that I, that I have networked with before. She invited me. I felt welcomed. Um, I was put into the test because they had table talk. And yes, they asked me, do you want to do? Of course. So I jumped immediately into it. And with my minute and a half table talk, um, I was chosen the best of the day. So I said, okay, this is a great sign. But the thing that I love the most is how welcome I felt by this phenomenal group of people, because these are seasoned speakers, as it is. There's three gentlemen there that are professional speakers already, and they keep on going to Toastmasters for more and more and more. So I was kind of put to the test, but it was a great test. And I said, okay, I think I passed the test. I am meant to be here. I am very happy. And even though if I messed it up, it didn't matter because that's how welcome I felt. It's like, okay, don't worry. You got this. And they were telling me, you know what? Don't worry. You got this. Don't get too nervous. And yes, I was nervous, but it came out very good. And I'm, you know, grateful every time I go to a Toastmaster meeting. That's for sure. That's awesome. All right. I want to pause here and find out the name and location of your club and give them a shout out. Yes. It's uh, Toastmasters of Stewart District 47. So Toastmasters of Stewart District 47. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And are they a community club, I take it? So anybody can join? Anybody can join. Yes. And when do they meet? We meet every Friday at 8 a.m. And that is 8 a.m. Eastern time, right? Okay. Well, because I know Florida has Eastern and Central, so I wanted to clarify. Yes, yes. We're here in the East Coast, in Southeast Florida. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. So tell us about the process to join and what your first couple meetings were like. Okay, so the process to join, I met with the vice president of education and he was, he's the kindest man, Mr. John Cruz. And he explained to me in detail uh, all the process of joining and what we do on every meeting and how important it is to have full participation. Not just go there, sit down, listen, and leave. It's like, no, there's gotta be full participation. And it's not, it's like, it's not an obligation, but it's, I mean, it's very encouraged and it's it's for all the right reasons. We have the awe counter and the grammarian. And I, I immediately jump into being a grammarian. I didn't know what I was doing, but I jumped immediately into it. They totally, I mean, they took me on stride. They said, well, she really wants to get this done. (laughs) So 
the process of joining was extremely easy and flawless. And they asked me, it's like, what is your goal in meeting Toastmasters? And it's like, well, my goal is being able, when I finally launch my book, be able to stand in front of a big group of people and be a great speaker. Not be, I mean, it definitely is about that doing some great speaking, even if it's a minute or five minutes or 15 minutes, do a great job regardless. And Toastmasters is the best platform to get this done. Well, we have a raving fan here, folks. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm a big fan. Little did I know when I started, when I heard about Toastmasters for the first time, until now, because before I joined, I started to look at the conventions and the uh, competitions in YouTube. I said, well, let me check this out. Oh, my goodness. I, I said, wow, this is where I'm meant to be. This is powerful. And yes, I'm a huge fan of Toastmasters. Grateful. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. I'm having yeah. so much fun with you already. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you joined in June. Did you pick a path yet in Pathways? Yes. Is oh my God. I was just working on it yesterday. I am gonna do my um, motivational strategy. Motivational strategy. Okay. Yes. There that, you go. Yes, you got yes. that. Oh my god. Thank you, Angela. Well great. Yes. Um, I find this ironic because that was my first path too. No kidding. Yes. yes. Motivational strategy. That's the one. Excellent. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So what made you decide to choose motivational strategy? Well, uh, I have a very good story to tell. And the best speeches are about storytelling. It's about the story of my life, mm-hmm. the ups and downs, how much of a roller coaster ride our lives can be. Mm-hmm. And definitely uh, speaking about that, it's about motivation, inspiration. If I have the courage to get this done, so can anyone else. And it's about that motivational speech. This absolutely. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is great. I think my reason will be like crap compared to yours. So we won't even talk about my reasons. I have to try and figure it out. Remember <laughs> From a couple of years ago now. So I take it you've given your icebreaker speech. So tell us how that was, like prepping for it, the whole getting into the path, learning about it, giving it the feedback. Let us know. Walk us right through that first speech. Well, the icebreaker speech, I'm going to do it actually on September 23rd. Okay. Yes. And I have uh, the vice president of education actually is the one that's mentoring me. So we're getting together via Zoom and he's helping me tremendously with getting ready for my icebreaker speech. And I am super excited about it. Super that's excited. awesome. Yes, Excellent. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so do you have a, okay, so we, we can't really talk too much about that because you haven't given it yet, which is totally cool. I love this. You're super early in the process. <laughs> so what roles have you filled at the meeting level thus far? Okay, so I have been a grammarian twice. The first time it wasn't so good. The second time I definitely 
kept on going to some meetings and listening very closely to the other grammarians and how they did it. And I definitely improved. So I was a grammarian last week and I did a very good job, actually. I've been the awe counter, awe counter, grammarian, and timer. Yes. Excellent. Those mm -hmm. are great roles to start yes. with. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask a couple of different roles that are on the beginner side. As you're a new member, we recommend them. I'm going to rattle off a couple um, that some clubs have and some don't. So we got thought of the day, joke master, and I forget what the other one was. Oh, quiz master. So does your club have any of those? I don't know. I don't believe so. No joke, no quiz, no thought. Okay. No. Well, that was going to be my recommendation to do one of those. Yes. <laughs> sounds like you already are on your way. That sounds wonderful, crazy. actually. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe you'll bring one of them back to your club. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So what has been the greatest benefit of being in the club thus far that may not be totally Toastmasters related, but like maybe you found a friend that you have something really deep in common with, or you guys mm -hmm. went all out for dinner and then went and did something fun. like. Tell us something about your first three months in the club. Well, my first three months have been, besides being absolutely phenomenal and an absolute learning experience, because that's what we at Toastmasters do. We uh, It's a learning experience and the journey never ends. I have connected with this wonderful lady, Dr. Christine Chico. She's an osteopath doctor and we connected, we went for coffee, and we stayed there like two hours talking and talking like we've been best friends forever. So that is wonderful. And then, of course, my mentor that he's helping me to get ready for my icebreaker, Mr. John, he is a phenomenal human being. He was telling me about his wife that she's a speaker too, and uh, we're going we're gonna to get together when he comes back from his vacation so I can do my icebreaker. I can practice my icebreaker with him, with his wife, and that's going to be of great help. Definitely. So yeah, I've been connecting with some wonderful people there. That's for sure. That's amazing. I love it. It's, yeah. um, it's a community in and of itself. It's wonderful. And I've made some great friends and my mm -hmm. home club is basically my family or, you know, oh. I consider them kind of family. They're friends with their they're it's it's hard to explain it's yeah like you're, I'm in a rotary club as well and I've been around the club my whole life I've been a member for over four years wow. and it just I've been in this Toastmasters my home club I was in it way back when when I first joined I was only in Toastmasters for a few months then I rejoined and I was like I'm going right back to this club and I was away from them for about one and a half to two years I mean I was yeah. still visited but I bounced around to some other clubs, but there's no place like home. That's right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel when I go back there. Like I know how things operate. I know most of the people or I know most of them well. And the, the others I don't know well yet because probably they're newer members. Exactly. So it's, yeah. it's wonderful. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that you're getting along awesome with so many members. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's wonderful to be there. Yeah. It feels, it feels like you say, it feels like family. Exactly. Definitely. Yes. 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 I mean, you know, they're so nice in their feedback and it's not, it's mm -hmm. all meant in a good positive way to help. So Absolutely. I like that. That's one of the great things I love about Toastmasters. Yes. So shift a little bit from Toastmasters 
Who's Blanca? Tell me a little bit of, tell us a little bit about you and who you are and a little bit about your family and what you do. And let's just take the conversation from there. Absolutely. Um, I am originally from Puerto Rico. I was born in New York City, raised in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican parents. I've been in the state of Florida for almost 20 years, happily married to a wonderful man from Massachusetts, actually. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Love Massachusetts, actually. Um, I am a certified canine massage therapist for seven years. I am a human massage therapist for 17 years, going on 18. I'm a brand new Amazon bestselling book co-author, group fitness instructor, pro dancer for 30 years. And I think that's it. Oh, and I'm becoming a speaker. Thanks to Toastmasters. Are you sure that's it? (laughs) Are you sure? Yes, yes, that's it. Because what most of the listeners probably don't know yet is that all my potential guests fill out a form and they tell me some stuff about themselves. And she told me most of this, but not the fact that she's an actual massage therapist for humans too. Just canine is what she told told yes. me. So my jaw just kind of dropped when she mentioned 18 years as a human massage therapist. Yes. <laughs> yes. I became, uh, before I became a canine massage therapist, I'm a human massage therapist uh, certified for the state of Florida. I love my jobs. I love all the hats that I wear, hat on, hat off. And yes, definitely. Um, I'm very grateful for this, definitely, because speaking can take you to places where you've never been at. And telling my story can help others. And my, my goal and my mission for ever since forever has been about helping others through my journey. So that's definitely my biggest goal. That's an amazing mission, helping others through your journey. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share part of your journey with us? Is there a particular part of your journey that you'd like to shed some light on? Absolutely. Uh, when I moved to Florida, I was in a relationship with the father of my two adult children. And I was in a relationship that it was uh, abusive, mm-hmm. full of domestic abuse and drug addiction. And I decided to move from that. We went total different ways, thank God. When I left this person, I had $89 in my purse, two little kids, and a crappy car, not knowing where my life was going. Fast forward to 2022, I am happily married to my best friend, a respectful, wonderful man. He is my best friend. He supports me in all my dreams and everything I do. And he is definitely the def- the pure definition of what a gentleman is. I have, I mean, we share four kids in common, all grown up, all grown adults. They are all living their lives. And definitely, I appreciate every single thing. And if the journey that took me where I am at was about 
what happened in the past, I will definitely do it again. And I go with this model. Don't let your past define your future. Don't let your past define your future. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm writing this quote down. I'm very. You never know how it's going to come in handy someday, but I love this. Don't let your past (laughs) define your future. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for uh, where God has taken me, the universe has taken me, and I'm very grateful to be here, very grateful to be sitting here talking to you right now. It's, it's, it, it's been an ups and downs, a roller coaster of life. What can I say? With ups and downs and loops and hoops and stops and goes, and it's all about that. Yeah, sounds like my summer this year <laughs> all over the place like yes yeah. oh my god yes. so I appreciate that because I just appreciate that we'll, we'll leave it at that so tell us a little bit about um let's see which direction I want to go in. book I see a book in your background and there was a book in one of your pictures that you sent over yes tell us about your book like what's the name of your book tell us what it's about share mm-hmm. something whatever you want to share from your book All righty. Well, my book is called Impact Leadership with yours truly, Blanca E. Rodriguez. I am available in Amazon Kindle and paperback as well. And basically is a beautiful collaboration between 29 different authors from all over the world, from all walks of life, all backgrounds, and my chapter is basically the story of my life put in 2,000 words. That was a major challenge. Yes. My jaw's on the floor. Yeah. (laughs) The listeners hear this, but they don't see what we're doing. So we're on Zoom video so that people, we can have a good interaction. So yeah, he's responding to my facial expressions and whatnot. (laughs) I have a lot of facial expressions. Oh, you're not the only one. Yeah, so basically, uh, this book is, the collaboration is about basically all of us authors, how we've been through very difficult situations in life, and how we all decide to come back from behind, get out of the hole, and definitely find the light that we are meant to have in our lives, How find that good path that we are meant to follow in our lives. That's why I still say to this day, don't let your past define your future because whatever happened in my past, there can be dark seasons. There can be dark decades. Mm -hmm. There can be poor choices, very bad choices. But still, we live, we learn, and we grow. And it's all about that. So that's basically what my book is all about. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. All right. We have something in common that I found out about when reading your form. Yeah. PVP, polka dot powerhouse. Yes, I'm a polka dot. <laughs> oh my God. You're a sister. Oh my goodness. I love this. Yes. I'm the I'm, I'm polka dot powerhouse girl. Yes. Since January. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you joined in January. Which chapter are you in? Uh, I am with the Treasure Coast chapter. Yes. Awesome. I've connected with a couple of your sisters down there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my 
my god well we're all <laughs> this is awesome this Day is surprise. Awesome. you never know who you're gonna meet and how and it's funny because i think i had we had talked in one of the groups the toastmasters groups and you were saying you're a new member and i'm like oh i want to interview for my podcast so when i just saw that you joined in june of 2022 during toastmasters i yeah. didn't pay attention to anything else i didn't read anything <laughs> else i was just like i gotta email her and get her on the calendar and then yeah. I, I always look like the week before or the day before and i'm like oh my god we have she's she may, may or may not know so that's really kind of awesome I absolutely love it. This is awesome. <laughs> so we met through Toastmasters, but we're we're both polka dots. That's yes, awesome. ma'am. This is great. It's <laughs> fantastic. So let's talk polka dot for a minute. Yes. What's one? What are two things you love about polka dot, or a couple things? Um, I love literally the sisterhood. Every time I go to a polka dot powerhouse luncheon is a celebration of powerful women and i love it empowered women women with vision women with a mission with a goal with oh my god with with all this i mean we're badasses without a doubt yes a whole bunch of badasses together in one room and i absolutely i embrace it and I throw myself face first in. I, I love it. I absolutely love the, the polka dots. I was invited to a polka dot powerhouse luncheon. And two months later, I said, that's it. I got to join because of most of the people that I met, they're all so phenomenal. And we are very good friends. I mean, we don't only meet at the luncheons in a monthly basis. No, we meet outside of the luncheons. I mean, we go for coffee, we see each other, we go to the beach. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's it's just a beautiful, another beautiful platform. Yes. That's wonderful. Yes. I'm so glad. Thank you. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. There's several polka dots down in Florida, but they're kind of scattered. Yeah. Or some girls have moved down there or whatnot. So they're in the worldwide chapter. So mm-hmm. um that's awesome. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, let's take a minute and flip the tables. I'm going to allow you to ask Angela almost anything. So go for it. Look I'm excited. Her face just lit up like a Christmas tree, <laughs> you guys. This is going to be fun, I can tell. Especially now that she knows we're polka dot sisters, so we could go a little deeper. And oh, you might my find something that you weren't expecting today. Oh my goodness. Well, Angela, tell me about when did you join Polka Dot and what do you love about Polka Dot? Yes. She's going to ask me about Polka Dot. Awesome. (laughs) I joined Polka Dot on March 13th, 2019, which was Rock the Dot Day or is. Um, uh, My chapter had initial like, you know, get to know you. Let's see if we can make this happen. Meeting the week before. And I said, oh, I'm registered to go to another chapter next Wednesday. After that meeting, if I like it, I'm going to sign up. And I stuck to my word. I went home and signed up. So I'm a founding member of the Hanover area, Massachusetts chapter, which is the South Shore for all those out there who are not from Massachusetts, south of Boston. A couple things I love about polka dots. I love how welcoming and open they are. You know, any you know 2020 covid struck we we all were virtual so we could attend any meeting anywhere it was yeah. amazing um yeah. 
yeah, I've just made some, some friends. It's great. And in my chapter alone, I really hit it off with two girls, Megan and Carrie. I'm not going to go into last names or anything, but Megan and Carrie, I'm friends. We just hit it off. I've been friends with them since the day I met them at the launch back in May of 19. We've done business together. We hang out. We're in networking groups together. Oh, I love it. Amazing. Love it. Um, there's just so much in common. Like we're all business owners or aspiring business owners or, you know, semi-self-employed or 100% self-employed. Yeah. And we're just all like, you know, they're both into health like I am. Okay. So I think that helps because it was pretty much let's go for a walk for our first connect or hop on yeah. Zoom or a phone call or whatnot. And uh, from there, things just blossomed. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen, you know, they both have, they're both single mom. No, they're not both single. Sorry. They both have one child. Yeah. <laughs> and one's in like eighth, seventh or eighth grade and the other is uh, turning seven. So they're about five years apart. And I'm like okay. seeing them at different life stages and remembering my cousins because Carrie's daughter is a year younger, I think, than my cousin or the same exact age than my youngest cousin. So and her daughter plays hockey and my youngest cousin plays hockey. So I'm like, oh, you know, I'm parallels with her. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the ice rink and you can watch your daughter play because I do it with my cousin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wow. You know? And um, Megan's an artist. And um, I, she had an abstract art class pre-COVID. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, you can't go wrong doing abstract art. <laughs> That's true. You really can't screw it up, Ange. So afterwards, I was like, I think you've turned me into an abstract artist. And she was all excited. That's and they're so right cool. here in my my den. So when I'm yeah. in here, I, I see them. And I oh my god, that's wonderful! So yeah. another question. Oh, for it. Tell me about who Angela is. What do you do for a living? Born and raised in Massachusetts. Tell me about that. Okay. So I was born to my wonderful parents. <laughs> Just in that. case they happen to listen. Uh-huh. My father Jay's been in real estate, and he's in real estate. He has been. Yeah since you know before you even graduated college my mom is now a retired special education teacher okay and um there's I grew up in rotary uh, around the rotary family my father joined rotary about a month before I was born mm-hmm. and I was just around rotary my whole life and four years ago I had the privilege and honor of joining about four and a half mm-hmm. years ago I said to dad I'm like I think we can get me in through your corporate and I'll just you know, whatever. They opened up a corporate membership. So I've been doing that ever since. So basically when I had my first communion, this is taking me back. Yeah. We have a theme on our little banner thing. And my theme was love is helping others. So I'm really all about helping others. And my mom sometimes reminds me that it begins at home. Helping others begins at home. True. So, you know, you start with the family and self, family, um, community. That's right. So that's a big thing about me. I love helping others and it just brings me great joy being around. I'm an extrovert, an outgoing extrovert. Uh, Being around people really brings me energy. Good. I'm also happily single, child-free, pet-free. I own my condo. I live in a condo. I'm right near the, as I was explaining, almost everybody knows this at this point. I live right next near the Braintree MBTA station. So if you've ever heard of the MBTA... Yes. If you remember hearing it's broken down or the red line, I'm at the end of the red line. Okay. That's awesome. So <laughs> easy. <laughs> now you all can figure out where I live. 
It's exactly. Gonna, I don't know exactly where I live because there's a bunch of condos in the area, but I'm right here. So don't yeah. come hunt me down or anything. <laughs> I have to have my cousin edit this whole section out so you don't know where I live. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yes. But um, let's see. What do I do? Well, I've been doing property and casualty insurance since January of 07. Mm. I got my license in November of 09 in a designation the following year. I still have my license and my designation. Yeah. I have to do 45 hours of continuing ed units every three years, which averages to 15 hours a year. Mm-hmm. And four years ago, this, I can't say this one, four years ago in August of 2018, <laughs> um, I got my real estate salesperson's license. Wonderful. And I've been doing that full time since 2019, early 2019. And I'm on the path to becoming a commercial real estate broker. Love it. And so we focus on commercial. We do, um, I grew up around it. So I was measuring buildings with my dad. He'd be like, hold the tape and I'm going to go measure. (laughs) We had a (laughs) built-in assistant. I did copies at his office. I remember when there were like 20 of them in the office and they'd be be like, Angela, can you run off 10 copies? And I'm like, please, yes. (laughs) I was a few people my age and my you know, in my age group that actually knows what a typewriter is and how to use it. Oh my God. Although I haven't really touched one in like five years at this point, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. There's, um, that is quite interesting. So I do commercial real estate full-time. Yes. Yeah. I do property and casualty insurance. I can write some policies with the agency I was with for a number of years, but I have some referral partners that I referred out yeah. to another a um, couple of other agencies, one of which is neat, um, writes all over the country. Yeah. So it's nice. So if someone like in Florida wanted an insurance policy, I could refer them. Wonderful. Uh, it's nice because it keeps me on my toes because I wrote in like 12 different states at one point. I worked my. for a wholesaler for um, about a year. Yeah. And we wrote for agents all over the country, but there are about 12 states that we had we concentrated on. So that was nice because yeah. I really wanted to like, learn about different parts of the country of course that's awesome so that's what I do who I am uh I'm an athlete I still consider myself an athlete even though I don't really play any sports except a little bit of tennis which I keep saying I'm gonna get back into yeah (laughs) yes so yeah and uh I'm a huge Disney fan I've been to Disney 10 times now no kidding. Oh my God. Good for you. I love that. Yeah. And I went this past spring as part when I was down there. I go every winter to visit my parents down there. My mom winters down in Florida. My dad goes back and forth. But okay. I, my best friend and I usually go down. Well, we have been. We go down for just about a, a little over a week. And this year I said, I really want to go to Disney for a couple of days. Are you down with that? And she's like, well, if I want to go to Florida with you, I guess I'm down with it. She's a shopaholic. She doesn't mind going with me. So we had a great time and uh, it was the 50th anniversary. So we really went and soaked that in. We went for the experience more so than anything else and a little bit of shopping. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And I am looking forward to hopefully traveling to two or three new states each of the next, over the next couple of years. Good. Yes. California is on my list for 2024 and, uh, I really want to go to Nashville, but I don't know if that's next year or I don't know what year that's going to be yet, but we'll have to see how things shake out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can also go to Texas next year. So I don't know. 
Well, oh. I, a couple of my cousins to go to Nashville with me. They're like, we're going to Texas. And I'm like, I could do Texas next year and Nashville the following year, but I'm doing a big trip to California the following year. So I don't well, know if I can handle Nashville. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. I have a feeling okay. Nashville is either going to be a place I would love, I'd go back to like every year if I could. Mm-hmm. You know, like at every other year, that would be like almost like Disney because I'm in, huge into country music. And yeah, oh, Dave Ramsey's headquarters is there. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and Nashville I, definitely is on my bucket list. Yeah. yeah. I would love to go to Nashville. And then my husband loves uh, Jack Daniels whiskey. So he wants to go to the Jack Daniels distillery that oh, is sweet. in Tennessee. So, yeah. I didn't even know that existed. That yes. Was down there in Tennessee. Yeah. There's so much stuff to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And the other <laughs> thing is, I'm a big Red Sox fan. I just haven't been as like into it the last couple of years because I don't have access to most of their games on TV. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm into baseball and the Red Sox. So that's a lot of stuff about me. I just like dumped out the whole kitchen sink. I mean, you asked a very big question. Love it. I gave you a big answer to this big question. Absolutely. Good. Glad to hear that. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's put back to you, unless you real have a follow-up question. Huh? No, I am all said. Love okay. the Boston Red Sox too. I'm a fan. You are? Yes. Is that because of the hubby? No, he has nothing to do with it. (laughs) Excellent. So how did you become a Boston Red Sox fan is now my next question. Well, uh, my ex-partner, the father of my kids, one of the things that I uh, learned to appreciate a lot is baseball. We used to go to live baseball games. We uh, we would go to St. Petersburg and we went to a game where, where the... Oh my God, the Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay was playing with uh, the Boston Red Sox. And of course we went to for the Red Sox. Oh my God, that was so much fun. And then we went to the Wrigley Field in Chicago. And that was, I love to go to that park. That park is a blast. And yes, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, I've been a fan for a long time. Long time. I have t-shirts. I have hats. I have the cups. Oh my God. Yes, ma'am. Oh my. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and besides the Puerto Rican culture, uh, in Puerto Rico, is the culture is about baseball. Baseball is a huge deal in the island. So, yeah, I have grown up around baseball. Oh my God. Most likely all my life. Wow. Yep. Well, I want to learn two more things about you a little bit more about your Puerto Rican background, because I don't know that much about Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans and the culture. And the other thing I want to learn a little bit more about is because I know people love dogs. Want to hear a little bit more about canine massage therapy, which is sounds kind of weird coming from me because I am not really a pet person, but <laughs> I know people love dogs and I've pets have grown on me. We're all animals, as my friend Brian likes to remind me. We're all animals. That <laughs> in a way, that's totally true. Yes. So wherever you want to start, the Puerto Rican culture, the canine massage therapy with whichever direction you want to go in first absolutely so uh let's start with the puerto rican culture i am born in new york city with puerto rican parents and before i was born there was a huge exodus of puerto ricans to new york especially that was back in the late 50s early 60s 
my father that he was always a dreamer. He went to college. He he did many things that back in that day was really not done by many people. He, uh, my mother comes from a lot of poverty, unfortunately, but my father, especially, he said with his brother and a few friends, he said, the heck with this. The island was like really in a difficult situation back in those days. He went to Puerto Rico, he made it through, he got businesses, I mean, the whole shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And we went back to Puerto Rico after that, he, unfortunately, he passed away many years ago. And uh, Puerto Rico is a beautiful island, full of energy and passion, music, food, everything is a party in Puerto Rico. I am not kidding you. If somebody, if somebody's gonna, oh, there was this protest because of something, there's always a huge pot of rice with chicken, okay? And there's always bongos, there's always the maracas, there's always somebody dancing with the guitars. I mean, I was born into music. So the Puerto Rican culture is a lot about music. Some years ago, the Puerto Rican governor at that time, uh, the people were not happy with him. And he was taken out. Yes, he was taken out. And how did these people do it? With music. And music and music and music and hundreds of thousands of people with music. And yes, yes, yes. And then he has music. Yeah. And, and everything was music. They would chant and dance and sing. And it was all about the music. The protests were peaceful ones. It, it was all about the music. It was all about dancing. It was all about that. The food is incredible. If you like pork, I highly recommend Puerto Rican pork. Rice and pigeon beans, oh, that's a hit. Yes, it's fantastic. In Massachusetts, there's a huge community of Puerto Ricans in Massachusetts. Um, and I highly recommend that you try their food because it's absolutely fantastic. And we are all about celebration. And I mean, Catholic, very, very Catholic because of our Spaniard uh, um, inheritance. The, Span the, the Spaniards came in in the 1500s, no, the 1400s. Christopher Columbus discovered Puerto Rico and it has been a mixture of Indian, Spanish, African, so it's a mixture of races, mm -hmm. and we are everything from the whitest of the white to the blackest of the black, which is a beautiful thing, actually, definitely. Nice. Yes, and I will highly recommend you to go to Puerto Rico. Uh, the U.S. dollar is our currency. We are we are a commonwealth of the U.S. U.S. dollar is the currency. And you will find people speaking English everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, I cannot wait to go back. I was there two months ago visiting my mother, but I cannot wait to go back for more because it's fantastic. People do love it a lot. Um, a lot of American people live in Puerto Rico. They absolutely love it. There was like, uh, like three Air Force bases, very, very big 
uh, bases in the island. So a lot of American people just went down there and they stayed for all their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, the sun and the beach is there all year round, basically. Yeah. Lots of beach, lots of mountains, lots of tropical forests. Very, very beautiful. Very beautiful place to go to. And uh, when it comes to canine massage, um, I've been a dog massage, uh, a dog uh, lover basically all my life. I grew up around animals, dogs, cats, turtles, fishes, you name it. Well, uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, yes. Aquarium. Well, <laughs> it was zoo. One is the, game, the zoo. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think aquarium is first when we talk animals. My sorry. mother is my mother is totally responsible for that because she will bring them all. So yeah. So, but what happens with uh, dogs and humans? Dogs and humans, we have something very much in common. We are mammals, okay? We have muscle groups, we have body systems, and our body composition is very similar of one from the other, okay? So as much as massage therapy is very powerful for us humans to receive, I am, I, obviously I do a lot of massage therapy for many, many years, but I receive massage therapy and it's something that I would never go without, okay? It's highly recommended, highly needed for so many things. Well, with our dogs, dogs have emotions, feelings. They feel what we do, okay? When the dog bonds with the owner, with their companion, Mm -hmm. the bond is so strong that the dog feels what we feel. And the benefits of canine massage, some of them are, they're excellent for separation anxiety. Um, senior dogs, they get uh, they get challenges because they get arthritic. I mean, all of these many of sicknesses that humans have as when they go into the senior years, dogs do too. So, canine massage is excellent for separation anxiety. Um, senior years, agility dogs, competition dogs, uh, grief and loss of a companion, of a dog companion or a human companion, and so much more. It's excellent for to enhance body system. It's excellent for immunity, just as much as human massage therapy is excellent for all of those things as well. So that's why I definitely, when I heard, well, I found about, I found out about canine massage because I wanted to do something different. We go, we do continuing education, Every two years, we have to do 24 hours of continuing education to keep our licensing. So I said, you know, I've been doing this for so long. I'm getting bored with what I'm doing. So I would like to do something new. So I was thinking about, I said, maybe horse massage. Horses are big. Horses are intimidating. And I said, okay, that is too much for me. So I found out about canine massage and then I said, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. So yeah, that's exactly how I Dove it. I mean, I went face first to canine massage till this day. And nowadays I'm not only massaging dogs, but I'm doing presentations about the benefits of canine massage. Yeah. And I love it. Love it. Love it. That's amazing. I, I love this conversation. Um, so you mentioned that obviously humans and dogs are mammals. Yes. Um, you mentioned a few different things that there's a lot of benefits to massage therapy, you even compared senior people to senior dogs. 
So I haven't interviewed a massage therapist yet, even though I've been going for massages since I was in high school after I after my SATs, my dad rewarded me with my first massage and maybe not have been his best idea, but I think it was a good idea. Um, let's take a minute or two to talk about massage therapy and some of the benefits and what you enjoy about it, if you don't mind. Of course. The the first thing that uh, I know that we have this in common and is that we love to help people. Mm-hmm. We love to help others. And just like you said, Angela, it, it started at home because my mom has my mother and my father. All I remember from my father, I mean, I lost him way too, way too early in life. All I remember from him is him helping others. And then, I mean, and it wasn't only him. It has always been my mother about helping others as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, a, I mean, my mother used to always say, where one eats, two or three or four can eat too. There's always a plate of food for someone. It doesn't matter, but it comes out like magic out of the blue. And there's always food for someone when they come over uh, to visit. So with that said, my mission as a massage therapist, our mission is to help others feel better. Uh, We are based on helping the muscle get relaxed because when the muscle gets relaxed, the body gets relaxed and it's a body, mind and spirit kind of combination, definitely. Massage therapy not only helps you relax emotionally, but it helps your full body relax. It helps with people, let me see, all the way from cancer patients to uh, arthritic people, okay, fibromyalgia, people that with auto accidents. Uh, one of my jobs, I work at two rehab centers for drug addicts and alcoholics and uh, here in town, and most of these recovering patients the way that unfortunately they got lost in drugs was because somebody had an accident, they fell down, uh, and they have chronic issues with their bodies. So unfortunately, they were prescribed uh, prescription medication, pain medication, and that is what took, I could say, 85% of all my patients, that's what took them down the drain. And um, with these rehab centers that I work at, we are trying to push more a holistic approach to feeling better rather than having a pill and then two pills and then 20 pills. So what we're doing here is combining chiropractic care with massage, with meditation, with yoga, which can make a huge difference. And it is making a huge difference in their lives. So there, all these patients are being introduced to massage therapy as the best alternative, the best option to heal your pain, heal your physical pain. And that's why I love massage therapy so much because there's 80 different massages for humans. 80 different types of massages for humans. I know in my whole career, I'm going on year number 18. I know like 15 different techniques of massage. So yes, I got a long way to go. I think I'm almost sure that in all of our careers, no massage therapist will learn the 80 different types of massage. That just won't happen. 
I didn't realize so, there were so many. Yes, I, I mean, I was just reading about it the other day. It's like, oh my God, I got to write this down and I got to spread the word of how many, I mean, how many types of massages are out there. And massage has been dated since, I mean, 5,000 years ago was the first recorded massage in history and is back from China. All the way, it started with China and then all the way to Europe, all the way Africa, and then of course the US, but yeah. Wow. Yes. I love what I do. I have a quick follow-up question on that. What are some of the modalities you do? Now, I don't, we don't need to know like 10 of them. Like maybe give us four or five of the modalities. Of course. I do bamboo massage, lymphatic drainage, uh, prenatal massage. I do hot stone massage. Um, I do myofascial release. Let me see what else. Uh, Lomi Lomi. That's Hawaiian massage. Swedish massage, deep tissue massage. We're up to eight. Cupping. Cupping. <laughs> stone, cold stone. Let me cold see. Stone. Okay, yes. that's yes. yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good gamut. Um, a good way to like leave people hanging a little bit, give people like some insight into what types of massage are out there. Mm-hmm. I've had cup, I have cupping done with all my uh acupuncture appointments. Oh. Yeah, most of my acupuncture appointments. So yeah, oh, I can I tell you all, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely. I love cupping, and I um I I do as an add-on. I do cupping as much as I can on all of my patients and clients as much as I can because it's highly effective. Yes, as a receiver, I absolutely love it. Approved. Yep. Yeah, I think it actually helps because uh, I've had cupping done a couple times during massage and it just helps break up an area that the massage therapist is like killing themselves to break up. So yeah, I've had it done a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. let's take this back to Toastmasters as we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. So where do you see yourself in Toastmasters in two or three years? I see myself in Toastmasters as being as much as a great speaker as my peers are. I am hoping to get into competition. Let's see how that goes. But I'm, that is, that is a, a big hope of mine and goal. But definitely learning more, continuing this journey. And I see myself being a Toastmaster for many years to come, actually. All right. Well, that's awesome. Let's get one little specific goal um, a year from now. So let's see. Oh, your one year anniversary will be in June of 2023. Yeah. What do you hope to accomplish um, maybe in your path or in your club by then? Well, I I hope to accomplish much more than I'm doing now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, this is just the beginning of my journey. Right. But I would really love to uh, help more. Um, I would love to help them get set up for a hybrid uh, meeting because definitely it's like the eternal challenge, getting set up for a hybrid meeting. And then I sit there and I'm like, I wish I could help, but I don't know what they're doing. So that is one of my goals, definitely. Yes. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Do you think you'll have two levels completed by then in your? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, do you have any parting words 
for the listeners? Yes, I absolutely do. Anyone that is at least if you if you even have a little bit of curiosity about what Toastmasters is, go to a meeting. Make it do it on Zoom hybrid, but I if 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 it's possible to go physically to a meeting, I will highly recommend it because anybody will be well received with open arms. You will feel welcome from the first moment you step into the place. I definitely know that because it's part of of what Toastmasters is. It's all inclusive uh, and definitely is totally worth it. I've been here only for a few months and I don't see myself without Toastmasters. So I highly recommend to anybody out there, join, give it a try. It doesn't matter which age you may be. Here I am on my almost late 50s and I just joined. So it's never late to hit that start button once again. Definitely. Well, thank you. This has been an amazing conversation with you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Likewise. We'll have you back to hear more about your journey eventually at a later date. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Angela, for having me. It's my honor to be here. This podcast episode is sponsored in part by District 31 Toastmasters, serving Eastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island, USA. District 31 is not only my home district, but it helps Toastmasters become better communicators and leaders. Learn how District 31 Toastmasters can help you become a more powerful speaker and impactful leader by visiting district31.org slash Talking Toastmasters. Thank you for listening to Talking Toastmasters with Angela Ness. Please like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Talking Toastmasters and subscribe at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com slash Talking Toastmasters. Talking Toastmasters is produced and hosted by Ambiguous Podcast Solutions.